0: Got three people down there. The ball's up in the air. Caught. Touchdown! Caught by Westbrook for a touchdown. I think they like my Colorado sway. Cuz when I make play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to a and when no minute it go. You know I'm acting bad. Holly get on with my Colorado sway. Welcome into the DMVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today, um, well, I don't don't even know what to say. I mean, we're talking about DMVR buffs, I guess. Um, so, let's see, where to start even. Uh, A lot of you probably saw uh, on Twitter today that I'm going to start covering the Broncos for DMVR. Um that's uh, a change that's going to kind of be like a transition probably over the next couple of weeks um, just as we get ready for this upcoming football season. Um, it's going to be weird. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, that's something that I've wanted to do my entire life. Uh, I, I grew up a Broncos fan. Uh, I, I tweeted this out today, um, but I, for for the last like five or so years, probably even more than that ever since I started writing, um, my dad's told me about, um, a, a, a clip, uh, I guess it, it, from his perspective, it's not even that what, what he would say was, you know, the, the last game at mile high, we went down to the last game at the old mile high stadium and I was interviewed and he swears that he was interviewed by Mark Kisla and, and I'm can't quite tell if you go down to the library downtown, they can tell you, I guess, um, they have like the actual newspapers, but, he always said that that game, when I would have been, I guess, three, he was interviewed with me there, falling asleep, and then they wrote in the story, and for the last last game of Mile High, they did this whole timeline of everything that happened, where it's like, okay, first person shows up, and then whatever, whatever, it's 3,000 words, and it's actually really good, um, but he's been telling me about that for five years, um, maybe even more than that, and... You know, it's it's tough to find because that's obviously from 1999. No, it would be from 2000. It would be from December of 2000. Those archives, I finally like... There's, there's different ways you can search, right? Where you just search like, okay, search my name. Search last game at Mile High. Search all these things. The stories from back then are not really made with the search engine optimization, all that sort of stuff. And... He came down to watch a, a, a one of the Stanley Cup final games, the first one, um, which was a lot of fun. It was the first time I've been able to come down to watch one of these hockey games this season just because there's a bunch of things going on at home that take attention, one of them being like, my dog got really old, and she was in Newfoundland, and so you can't, like, take an old dog that can't walk on her own to, uh, like, a, a kennel or something like that, and so you you. He can't come down with my mom because somebody has to watch it. There's like a whole bunch of things like that going on where it's like, okay, just didn't happen until then. So it was a lot of fun to give him to come down here. And and when he left, he brought it up again like he usually does. And I just happened to try again and just happened to finally find it after trying this at least five times, ten times over the course of like all these years. And it was pretty cool. I mean, it's weird seeing a story written. I mean, it's only like a hundred words probably about my first game. My first Broncos game. Maybe the first football game I ever went to. Um, But, you know, it's something that's kind of been on my mind with all this going on. Um, Point is, I've been a a, a Broncos fan my entire life. And to get the opportunity to cover the Broncos, you know, that's just not something that I can pass up. Um, It's just not. I mean the 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 idea of going and, and reporting on that team and asking the questions that I wanna ask and writing the things that I wanna write on a beat where you know there's there's been a lot of really good writers who've covered the Broncos. Um you know, obviously Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport, the two guys who break almost all the NFL news, both of them came through here. Um Woody Page, even Mark Kisla, I mean mentioned him earlier, but he's 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 good at what he does. Um so many really great writers go through and and you know that's why i always wanted to be as one of those guys who wrote about the broncos you grow up googling you know denver broncos and clicking the news tab or going to the denver post I, I i don't know that i ever went to the rocky mountain news i think that might have been gone at the same i at least I don't remember it maybe i was just the denver post guy. but that's uh you know that's what i did growing up that's what i cared about um and we get the opportunity to cover the broncos at this point i mean that's What I wanted to do starting when I was old enough to to use a computer, I guess, to go read the things that people were writing. Um, And so that's what I'm about to start doing. And I'm really excited about it. At the same time, it's really hard to leave the Buffs beat. Um, Honestly, even harder than I realized that it would be. um, Because you start thinking back about the last three years or so, Almost three years exactly, I guess it'd be the the podcast started the week of Pac-12 Media Day in 2019, so that would have been like July 27th. So so almost a month, or about about a month away from three years, and you know there's there's a lot that happened. Um, so much. I mean, I remember those first podcasts you know, doing from like the roof of my apartment building. Cause I moved down here from Montana. You know, I'd never lived. I grew up in Columbia falls, m- went to school at the university of Montana, like two hours away, moved down to Denver, spend like a month working in the, the, the office there kind of like studying up on the buffs, getting ready for the announcement, getting used to like how the company works so that when it's go time, I can run my own podcast, run the beat, write all the stories, do all those things and, you know, just think about, like, where I was when this started versus where I am now. It's, it's wild. And, I mean, it's been five podcasts a week. Five podcasts a week through all of that. Uh, that's three years, 52 weeks. Um, there's, like, a week of holidays. Let's call it two weeks. We'll say ten podcasts off a year. So what's 50 times five? 250 times three years. Seven hundred and fifty. Well, it's, it's a lot. And again, like it's, it's tough to to give this up. Um, it's really tough to give this up. You know, again, just going back to that first week. You know, going out to L.A. the end of this first week of having this podcast. You know, talking to Lavisca, talking to Nate Lamont down there, doing a podcast from the beach, getting sand all over my computer. That did not ever come out and then the computer broke and then I got a new one and the insurance paid for it and it was actually better so that all worked out but uh yeah I mean the late night podcast you know the podcast after the Oregon game it's it's weird because you know that's a a travel day and then a late night game and I think that that would have been maybe my first trip second trip on this beat and again like I didn't grow up a college football fan I like we go down to a couple Montana games every year. When they played the Cats we'd watch. When they went to the playoffs, we'd we'd watch. Um but it wasn't like a diehard. Um and again, that's Montana football. That's FCS football. It's not it's not the the college football that people play in Colorado. Um which is a it's a different game down here. And it's you know, I'm just lucky to have gotten to, to get to know what it's like. You go out to Oregon, and it's like, oh, wow, these are what the Oregon Ducks look like. You know, I I watched them play in the championship game. I watched when the, the, like, college football playoff, they were in there. Um, But, again, like, wasn't a big college football guy. I wouldn't sit down on Saturdays and watch. Saturdays are for skiing, which starts, like, (laughs) early in football season up in Montana. Um, So it was just like a wild experience to see how this all works to, to see, you know, that people really do care about recruiting, which when you come up, it's like, okay, like the 17 year old. And then you realize like, wow, this is actually is really interesting. It's really cool. And and it did make a college football fan out of me, but just going through and thinking about that late night in Oregon where you travel all day and go see the football game. You're like, wow, this is a pretty electric environment. These kids are really good. Look, that's Justin Herbert. and, You know, going into the season, I remember like golfing with Ryan and some of his friends. Them all being like, "Yeah, Justin Herbert's garbage." I'm not sure why everybody says it. And then, like, then they'd be like, "Okay, so that's kind of what he is." Like, nobody really thinks he's that good. He's like overrated. Okay. Um, And and then just watching to go see what he does. Like, wow, that was a, that's a. That's a journey, and, for any one of these athletes, you you see kind of where they start. And where they go and the trajectory. You know, watching Taylor Korniak play in these warm up games for this tournament that's coming up for the US women's national team. You learn so much. Like you you when you get to see that whole journey, it changes how you like how you see that individual, but also how you understand athletes. You know, when you see her out there and she's like pushing the other girl and the other girl comes up. Because Taylor, you know, she was always very talented, right? And, and she was able to ride that talent. And to be honest, I don't think she maximized her talent at CU. And I'd be curious to hear if if that's something that others would agree with. But you did know that, you know, I, I love Taylor. Taylor is awesome. But she does have a bit of an attitude. And you see how that kind of, like, goes through. And you're like, oh, yeah, she just pushed that girl. Of course she did. That's what Taylor does. But to see where that sort of energy comes from in a person is interesting, right? And just to see the journey as a whole and to see somebody become successful and to see you know her turn into somebody who is praised for how hard she works and to see the rewards come from that it's wild it's wild and and that's true of Taylor you know that's that's true of LaVisca, absolutely um it's it's wild I, again like i didn't I didn't think leaving this beat would be this hard um yeah, but but then you start thinking back to all the things that I was able to do and how lucky I was, you know, go watch those games at, at uh, Utah, to live through the Mel Tucker stuff, to to go out to lunch with Mel Tucker and have him tell just these incredible stories about his time in the SEC or his time as an interim head coach. And you learn so much from that experience as well, how everything works, how those sorts of people see the world um you know f- how football coaches think about things and you know it's it's easy to think like okay yeah he makes like four million dollars but but what happens when a guy is making four million dollars a year you know five million dollars a year you know you you do have that power and, and you see how they they earn that right because you sit down with Mel Tucker and you're like wow this, this man has a presence like he is he is going to be successful you can just kind of tell by being around him oh he wants to make Colorado football good, I'll bet on him to do that. And and just getting to see that. And then to to learn about college basketball as well and how Tad Boyle runs things and the differences between him and Mel. You know, the grind it out sort of approach. Um, It's, you know, I wouldn't trade the last three years for the world. And again, to have whatever, it, it might not be 750 podcasts, but if it's not, it's because I'm bad at math. There's, a bunch of you who have listened to a lot of those podcasts. I doubt there's anybody who's listened to all of them. There's no way. But a lot of you who have listened to a lot of them, and I just appreciate that so much. And to not have this anymore, which has been a staple of my life, obviously, is... It's going to be weird. It's going to be really weird. Um... Yeah, it's it's going to be really weird. Cuz again, I mean, it's you know, 30 minutes a day, an hour a day, somewhere in between. I mean, sometimes 2 hours for 3 years. And yeah, I've gotten to know so many of you, you know, either through Twitter or in person or at the bar, or whatever. I mean, it's it's really really hard to leave this beat. Um, yeah, yeah, even going through the pandemic and all that, it's, it's going to be strange. And well, in the second half of this podcast, I probably should have said this before. I do want to talk about kind of like the the future of DMVR buffs and and what's on the way. Um, but I, I do want to say right now, like I'm still going to be around, you know, going through all this, like, to be honest, it's going to be kind of nice just to be able to be a CU fan, honestly. Um, you know, you get so in the weeds with everything that's going on and what's happening behind the scenes and, oh, this happened. Oh, this is why that happened. Oh, this person's unhappy. Oh, that person's unhappy. Oh, this person is happy. And that's what's making this guy, you know, And, and you get so caught up in all of that, that, you know, it's like the sea in the forest through the trees thing, right? Where it's it's been awesome to live kind of in the middle of CU athletics and to get to know all the people involved and to, you know, whether that's in the athletics department, whether that's, you know, the, the, the actual athletes, whether that's the fans, and to just kind of live in that world and have that be your your every day. I mean, You know, I don't work like a a nine to five covering CU. That's not how it works. But, you know, there's the podcast, there's the writing. And throughout the day, you do wind up spending, you know, those eight hours just thinking about CU, right? It's like, well, here's what's going on here. Oh, here's this text from whoever. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's sad. Oh, that's going to be bad for the team, you know, or whatever it is. And to be able to kind of separate from that and just be a fan, you know, it's... I'm really excited to just go to Folsom and watch a game. You know, it's—I've—I've I've never experienced that, and f- for me, kind of that's—that's the next step is to be able to go do that, and whatever else. You know, the—the the first game I got to go to at Folsom was that Nebraska game, and again, just what a—what a crazy experience. Like I. Just wrapping my head around that, looking back, because again, I mean, like I'm 22. I just graduated from college. There's there's 400 credentialed media members at that game. And I get sat down next to Woody Page. Like you go find you go find your little name tag. It's my first time ever in the stadium. Or no, 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 that's not true. Because I went to I went to the Dead and Company show that summer. So I'd been there for the Dead and Company show. It's the first time I've ever. I mean, it's the second time I've ever been there. It's the first time I'm seeing sports or anything. Um, and you go in and. You're like okay. There's there I am. Henry Chisholm, DMVR. Who's next to me? Oh, Woody Page is about to come sit down next to me. What am I gonna do? And again, to to just like again, Woody's Woody. There's people who like him. There's people who don't like him. Whatever. Um, he's a great writer and and an iconic figure in sports in Denver. And he's also seen a lot of football. And he saw seen a lot of football between Colorado and Nebraska too. And so. To sit down next to him, and and hear his just a little commentary throughout the game, is it's just so interesting, right? Around the Horn was my favorite show. You know, like I said, I grew up reading the Denver Post. I grew up reading Woody Page and every word that he wrote, and I'd read his book before that, and I was able to avoid telling him about it, and I was really proud of that. Um, I, but to hear him say like, uh, this team doesn't have it. But but then you know they they come back in they have the flea flicker all that stuff and, and he's like only half paying attention in the first half of the game but but in that second half he's he's perking up he's not missing a play we're we, we didn't talk all that much but anytime he did say something obviously I just incredibly tuned in I mean it's who knows if he even remembers it. I but but to go in after the game, you know, after the press conference, sitting there writing, and, and Woody looks over he's just like, hey, you know, I, I really appreciate you just letting me watch the game and, and do all that. It's like, absolutely. You think I have the nerve to try to talk to Woody Page right now? Like, <laughs> that is not going to be happening here. Um. And, and then we just got to talk for I, uh, quite a while, honestly. Like, I remember one of the things he said – was you know, he's talking about when he was just first getting started and how different things were. You know, he's covering the World Series and, and back then there used to just be a media plane. Like Major League Baseball would just fly you from, from one location to the next. And Woody would you know Woody Woody was thinking on that plane, again, it's like a young guy, like if th- if this plane called like goes down, we all burn and die my name might not even make it in the story, like I've I've got whoever right here and whoever right there and whoever right there, and then they're gonna steal all the headlines and everybody's gonna be worried. Nobody's even gonna notice. And he remembers just being his mind boggled that he's in that plane, and, and then he and then what he did was again. This is maybe half the media is still there, less than that I think, um, definitely less than that. And he he says, uh, you know, if if this press box collapses and we all fall into the field and get crushed and die you know my name's gonna be in the headline you know kisla Kizla might be in the the like second paragraph first paragraph (laughs) and he just looks over he's like hey giz you 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 think you'd be uh you'd be in the second paragraph if if this press box follows falls over we all die and again like these are people i've just been reading forever to hear them talking and even to spend time with kisla i mean that's Again, like it's if you don't like Mark Kisla, I cannot blame you, um but it, uh, i it's one of those terrible things that people do in this circumstance, I think is fine, but in other circumstances, you're like, yeah, no, that's not how this works, but he was always good to me, you know we I got to spend time um what game did I watch next to him? I can't remember which game it was. I know mean, were a couple where we were next to each other, but one where we were really talking, this would have been this would have been twenty nineteen and and um, it's another one where we're just sitting there and it's like calling out plays and it's like, Oh look, this, this is going to be a stretch run to the left. And, and I got hot and I, and I called, I think it was like five plays in a row. Meanwhile, Kizla's calling things on the other side. And I, yeah, there's just memories that like, I will never, ever, ever, ever forget. You know, even, even he was down there in Vegas and you know, he, he come to some of the CU games and, you know, you learn a lot even from a guy like that. You know, just seeing how he, he kind of runs the press room. He knows what story he's going to write. He has the four questions he's going to ask. He's going to ask those questions. He's going to make sure he words them right. He, he's gonna, he, he doesn't care if it's not the thing that everybody wants to hear. And just to see how he does that, you learn a lot. And so in those situations you see him. But then also, you know, down in Vegas, just getting a chance to, to talk with him in the media room when there's five of us maybe from CU out there covering it and you're waiting for the press conference. You know, I... I Again, if you don't love Mark Kisla, I understand why. But, also, to to be able to talk with somebody like that, it's, you know, again, those are things that I will never, ever forget and, and things that would not have happened if not for these last few years. And there's so many of those things. Like, it's so hard even to pick out what you will remember because I'm sure... After recording this, I'm gonna go sit down and and there's gonna be five more that come to mind. You know, that the Oregon podcast was so much fun. The whole Oregon trip was so much fun. The talking with Kislet, talking with Woody. You know, Woody <laughs> Woody after that all that, when it's time to go saying, Hey, here's my card. If you ever need anything, just let me know. It's like that again for a twenty two year old me who's doing all things and he didn't remember that I'd hit him up. Like, <laughs> these, the summer before when I was still interning down here uh, and said, uh, basically, like, hey, Woody, is there a chance that I could, like, talk with you about something? Just, like, pick your brain about things? And he invited me down to, like, watch him record around the horn and, and chat. Um, and then that all fell through. But the, like, those those memories you just don't forget. You know, some of the conversations I've had with a bunch of these athletes up here, you know, I don't even know where to start. Guy Thomas. You know, me and Guy Thomas come from very different places. Northern Montana and a, a pretty rough part of Miami, not the same. Not the same, but to be able to talk about, you know, his life and how he sees things and, you know, the opportunities that are presented to him, you know, to, to be the first his family to get a degree, and now he's about to get his master's. And No, he already did, I believe. Did he? I know, I can't remember. I think at the end of this semester he's getting it. Um but, but, just all of those sorts of conversations, you learn a lot. you really do learn a lot. um what else stands out? I in these Vegas trips who doesn't like a trip to vegas not not forgetting those except for the parts I was a little bit you know might have overdone it for there's a there's a lot of' them. there's really a lot of a lot of moments that stand out, honestly, like just hanging out talking with. Brian Howell and Adam Munster-Tiger and Justin Guerrero, day after day after day. And, you know, when you talk about the Buffs for whatever, 40 minutes a day on average, 50 minutes a day on average, whatever it works out to be over the course of a year, you get kind of like entrenched in your views. Like, you guys all know every single thing that I think about every single part of this football team. But then you go talk to other people who, in terms of outsiders, are probably the three people who know as much as i do and you know brian you know might know more or whatever um but but who really dig in and pay attention and, and re-watch games and, and talk to these guys and do all that sort of stuff and just to hear what they think and talk about it like you have really good talks about this football team um yeah you really good talks you know soccer podcasts are so much fun too uh so many good people there as well there's you could just go on and on and on. And the reason is because this is a great job. It's a really great job. And to to be able to go talk to people and write about it and then throw in the fact that it's it's football as well. It's not just random people. I mean, what more could you ask for? So, I don't know. All this is basically to say, like, I'm not, you know, it's not like I'm disappearing. Like, I'm not sure if I'm going to be at every CU game. If somebody, like, were to flash forward to... Like some time traveler just says like, hey, I came from the future and you're going to be at every CU football game this year. I'd be like, oh, nice. Not, no, maybe not what I expect, but not the biggest surprise in the world. So who's to say? But I'll be up there for at least a couple of them. I'll be up there for some soccer for sure, for some basketball for sure. I don't know. I don't know. But we're going to talk about the rest of DMVR, boss it's probably the stuff you care about more than just me sitting here rambling and thinking back about the last three years. It's crazy it's been that long. Pandemic feels like it shouldn't even count. Yeah. I, I remember all that. I remember, you know, it's a pandemic. You're not allowed out. Watching the, that first game against UCLA, sitting in uh, sitting in my bedroom. I've got, like, multiple screens up, like my computer. I've got TV mounted on the wall next to it where I've got the game going. I've got, looking you know, on the iPad with the stats on it. There's all that going on. And, and they get off to that incredible start. I can't remember what. Were they up, to, like, 21 zip in that one? I go out to tell my roommate, like, dude, so you was up 21-0 on UCLA. And he's like, oh, weird. That's, that's cool. It's like, I know, right? It's insane. And then running back in there. Like, that's not how you cover a football team. But yeah, it's Yeah, it's it's wild. It's wild. Uh, but but yeah, I guess this is a podcast that uh, has sponsors, so real quick. DraftKings Sportsbook is really awesome. Um I came so close to making money last night. Um uh, I actually No, I did wind up losing money. I definitely did. So the the big one was I could have made a lot of money. Um because I had a parlay with the Rockies beating the Dodgers, which is bold, I know, um, and under eleven runs being scored in the game. So those two combined, plus four fifty, that's four and a half to one odds. It's great odds. It's a baseball game. Anybody can win. Um, especially because the Rockies sneaky like are incredible against the Dodgers and Padres and terrible against everybody else. Uh but here's the situation. The Rockies are up 7-3 to three in the ninth inning. Bases are empty. Two outs. And what does that mean? Well, that means that there are under 11 runs on, on the board so far. There's 10. And also, the Rockies have a lead that seems like they can't give it up. Uh, so I had basically put those four and a half units in my bank account. Um, but the Rockies gave up a solo shot with two outs in the ninth inning for the 11th run which meant that my bet did not hit and i guess oh here's here's why i think i might have come out pretty close to even because when the rockies went down in that game i actually took them at 2 to 1 odds to to win the game and they did win the game um, but i did have another us women's national team bet so i lost two units i made two units so i probably came out pretty close to even um Still, it made watching the Rockies actually kind of a good time. And that's not always the easiest thing to do. Uh, And that's one of the many reasons we love DraftKings Sportsbook. One of the others is that if you sign up right now, then you can bet $5 on any fighter, any UFC 276 fighter. You'll get $100 in free bets no matter what. Doesn't matter if they win. Doesn't matter if they lose. That's code DNVR to get in on this. It's on Saturday. The fight is on Saturday. a DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports bank partner of UFC. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also, Athletic Greens. I've been on Athletic Greens for a minute, and they're useful. You know, I... So typically I don't believe in this kind of thing and we don't need to get too deep down that road. But my mom is all into like, yeah, if you, you know, like these herbs or like gut health or like all that sort of stuff. I'm like, okay, you drink your vinegar drink or whatever and have fun with it. That's just not how I live my life. You know what makes me a happy and healthy person eating food? I like to eat. Um, But that's kind of a side note with athletic greens. First of all, it actually does taste good, which is nice. Um, sometimes, like, water in the morning. It's, it's 50-50 for me. Sometimes I wake up, I'm like, I need water. Sometimes I'm like, if I drink water right now, I don't think I'm going to make it. Also, there's a car. Uh, for a second, it looked like he was going to go wrong way up the one way, but he realized. Um, athletic Greens, though, it actually does have benefits that you can feel. Like, it gives you energy when you wake up. Um, I feel like, in general, I'm, like... Healthier, if that makes sense. I know it's hard to like pin that down, right? When you say like broad term, like I feel like I'm mean, I'm doing better than I did before. But seventy five high quality vitamins in there, minerals in there, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, all that sort of good stuff. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you've got to do, go to athleticgreens.com slash buffs. It's athleticgreens.com slash B-U-F-F-S. And you can take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. So the part that you guys actually care about, what's up with DMVR bus? What do you expect going forward? Um... Here's <laughs> how we're going to start that. So, again, like, I knew that Mace had left to go to the fan and that the plan was to hire a new Broncos guy. And I knew that, like, like I told the people, like, hey, if, you know, I am interested in this, right? Like, I, I do want to do this. Um, and they went through their whole search, all that sort of stuff. But I didn't actually know. Like, I thought it was probably, like, 50-50 maybe coming into today. Um, but they kind of surprised me with it this morning. So... Since then, I've been on three podcasts, and this is my fourth. And I ate a sandwich. And th- there's just been like a lot of things happening, a lot of DMs, a lot, of ta- all that sort of stuff. Um. So I don't know. We we still haven't worked out a full plan. We haven't worked out full plans where I'm going with this. Those are going to be kind of figured out in the next couple of days. Um. Big picture, there is still DMVR buffs. There will be another me, and. You, know, I've heard some names kind of passed around what they've had in mind. again, like they try to keep the secret for me to like create whatever. Um, but i I've heard a couple names. I like where their brains are at, and I'm going to be involved in like helping sort through things and what this should look like in the transition and helping them out. And you know, when the time comes, you know, I'm maybe, you know, potentially like coming on the podcast once a week. Potentially, like, going up and maybe even covering some games up there. Maybe doing an interview an interview occasionally, writing a story, you know, occasionally if there's something I want to get into, you know. I don't even know. Like, Hannah Shartz, you know, Hannah's awesome, right? Uh, she's been on a podcast. Maybe at some point I want to write something about her. And so it's like, yeah. You know, KJ, it's like at some point I might want to write something about KJ. So Who knows? It's tough to say, and so I'm not gonna make any sorts of promises. Um, but I do anticipate that, you know, I'll I'll at least in this kind of transitional period, or maybe it's a transitional season, or maybe, you know, it's long term. Who who knows? But I will occasionally be around on the podcast doing that sort of thing. Um and the the podcast will be here. Again, there will be somebody who takes this over. Maybe it's a couple people, maybe it's who knows. Um, but that is in the works in the short term. Um, as much as this sounds like it's my last time talking to you guys, it is not, you're going to have to do this again with me in like maybe a week, maybe a month, who's to say. Um, but you know, at least for the rest of this week, I will be, you know, on the podcast. We got two more coming probably on Friday, uh, dig into some, some bigger things, um, we obviously have meetings in the next couple of days to try to figure out some of the bigger picture stuff. You know, I'm headed up to Montana next week, um, which I'm actually really hyped about. I've been away for so long that I kind of get to do all the touristy things. You know, I've been getting hyped about getting back up in glacier park. For those of you who don't know, like that's where I'm from. I'm from like 20 minutes from right there. It's just the most incredible place in the world. Um, and you think that and you're like, I I'm biased. I know I'm crazy. But then, like, I was just, my girlfriend's coming up. uh, She came up for, like, that one-day wedding last week, but we're, we're going up there for, like, four or five days now, do a bunch of fun stuff, get up into the park. And so I was, like, getting hyped about all that and going through with, like, Night of the Grizzlies, which, you know, isn't a good thing, but there's, like, been 60 years that have passed since then. But that's when, for the first time in 60 years, there was, like, a fatal grizzly attack, and it was a whole crazy thing because there was like fire the night before it started with some lightning and it made the bears kind of like get pushed in with the people. And there are actually two grizzly attacks, two fatal grizzly attacks separately in the park the same night. And there'd never been one before. It's the point of like freak her out with those <laughs> sorts of stories. Um, you know, I looked up, I was just like searching around like what's open right now, wound up on the U S news page for, for it. And U S news has, it as like the number one place to visit in June in the world. Number two is a uh, Paris like, <laughs> it's, like, the number one place to go hiking in North America and, like, everything. Like, overall, pl- best places to visit. It's, like, number 13 in the world and in front of it. Again, it's, like, Paris. It's, uh, oh, what's a Boca Boca? Bora Bora. Bora Bora. There we go. Um, Like, places like that where, like, oh, wow. It does get this respect. Like, I'm not crazy for thinking this. Way. But, point is, I'm going up there for a week. I, it's going to be incredible. Um, I th- There might be podcasts. It might not be. Um, I know I have to do the Broncos podcast next week. So I'm I'm going to keep writing the news stuff around here um for the next few days. Um maybe for the next few weeks. Uh I'm gonna keep doing this podcast for the next few days, maybe for the next few weeks. Um We'll see. We'll see. Some of like the short-term stuff is kind of up in the air. And honestly, like like I said, the 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 longer term stuff is up in the air too, but I am I am, in in some ways, kind of excited for. I don't, know. I don't like saying that somebody else is going to take this over. It's, you know, I don't like it. Um, but, you know, it it is good to have somebody fresh and new, because you know, a lot has changed over the last few years. Like this podcast is not what it used to be. You know, and, and that's not necessarily a good thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Whatever, but. Like it, it has changed so much from like my first, you know, the first first week was like, Hey, it's me, I don't know what is going on with CU football. Uh, Ryan sat me down and showed me a 10 minute highlight video of LaVisca Chenault, so I've got that down. I've heard like Nate Lamon, good linebacker. Um, and to go from that to like, Okay, here we go, this is the the season through my eyes where it's like okay here's what I think here's what I'm learning here's what I'm picking up on it's kind of like fun that I don't always know things that you guys are like pointing things out it's like no no actually that that's a tradition they do it at every game those sorts of things um but to go from that to like kind of like getting goofy more off the rails to tightening up to talking news talking about the other stuff like it has just kind of fluctuated and changed and gone through different phases. And I do think that sometimes it is good just to get somebody new in and and spark things up with new ideas, and especially when I'm I'm still around to like answer questions, to give advice, do those sorts of things. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be good. And personally, I'm curious, and I you know I t- I told Brian and Adam and all them like yeah I'm gonna I'll make sure like it's somebody good for you guys too like to hang out with they'll help out whatever. Um, But I'm excited. I am really excited. And to be honest, I'm excited for DMVR Buffs, too. Honestly, you know, of course, it always would have been nice to have a second person with me, right? It's like if you could justify at DMVR having two full-time Buffaloes reporters. And obviously, like, that's tough. I mean, the only people who can do that, the daily camera. You know, you've got Brian Howe and Pat Rooney. And... DMVR, just you know, it's maybe someday, you know, right? But in this kind of new era that's gonna be coming through, you are gonna have somebody who's full time. I would assume, you know, I'd be very surprised <laughs> if that's not included in the plan. But on top of that, like I am still around, and and Dev is still around, and RK is still around, and you wind up actually kind of with a, a handful of us almost being that second person on the beat. Um, which I think is gonna be good. I do think is gonna be good. And again, like this is my baby. It's been my baby for three years. I'm gonna make sure it's gonna be in good hands. And I hope you guys understand that. And you know, like I said, I'm not. I'm not done yet. I'll be here at least through Friday and <laughs> potentially next week. Being fully transparent, who knows? That's that's that. Honestly, it's not even a tomorrow problem. Tomorrow a parade day where I'm gonna be hammered by 7 a.m. and probably not figuring out what my name is at least until 6 p.m but uh yeah i in three years you guys have been listening to me and i really appreciate that and maybe not all of you that long but i appreciate you guys who haven't been here that long either as long as you're here now um i feel like i've been rambling a bit i feel like we're slowing down here i think i hit the key points i think that means that it does it for today um Thank God there was no CU news today, right? Could you imagine? I'm just tacking in. Oh, and also, Brennan Lewis is the starter, you know, whatever it is. Uh, But, yeah, we'll be back on Friday. We'll find some fun things to talk about, and I'll see you then.